one and all, and welcome to the movie review. My name is Simon Pryor. Joining me are Mr. Rich Hatton and Mr. Ant Tremaine. Hello. Hello. Oh, nicely done. Very nicely done. <laughs> and today, um, it's another regular episode for you. We're going to just run through some new films we've seen. Not necessarily brand new films, uh, but films that we've seen for the first time or seen again for the first time in, in a few years. Um, I'm going to run through those very shortly for you. Uh, we've also got um, Ant's Rant. Which I'm, I'm is that what it. it's being called now? I think what, so. It's what it's been called this week. I don't oh. know about subscribe, okay. but this week it's Ant's Rant. Uh, we've also got um, Ant talking about uh, a soundtrack, a favourite soundtrack of his. Uh, we've also got a WTF and films we don't want to see. Um, but first of all, first off, uh, let's do that again. <laughs> first off, first of all, uh, who are you doing? Been on the bottle again. Yeah, the strong stuff. First off, Diet new f- Coke, new films. They're new films. <laughs> That's the sting. Oh, they're the new. Films. Yeah. I thought it was just a very awkward <coughs> silence. No. Right, new films. <laughs> I have seen about four or five films this week, uh, so I'll run through them in quick succession and hopefully not ramble too much. Um, first one that is worth mentioning is Shutter Island, which I saw for the first time earlier this week, courtesy of Love Film. Very I should good. ask them about sponsorship, really. The amount yeah, of times I have to yeah. mention them. Um, it's a fantastic service. I, I use them on a regular basis, and they're, they're very good. But um, apart from the fact that I had Captain Scarlet CG Series 2 uh, on my high-priority list, I added some new titles to it before they sent me the last disc, and they've sent me everything else but Captain Scarlet. So their, their system doesn't quite work for me. But um, Subhuman Scum. Um, so, Shutter Island, I saw for the first time this week, and um, it's very it, good. It's a spiritual companion to Inception, I find, in that both films have Leonardo DiCaprio moping over a dead woman and uh, acting <laughs> very well in it as well. Is it? Is it burpy evening? Sorry, I've drank an awful lot of, <laughs> of, of orange, orange road, orange yeah. Oh, so I, I, I thought it was a really nicely put together film. I mean, you could sort of see where it was going in the first place, but it was only at the end when they they sort of tied up, you know, the uh, the fear of water, the the blood in the. Um, uh, was there the a fear sequence. of water mm. at the very start? Yeah. I thought he was just seasick. He didn't done like water. Oh. I mean, he turns up on the boat. He's saying it's only water. Blah blah blah. Oh. So it's it sort of ties into to the end of the film. Okay. Um, but everything sort of moves along and sort of ties everything in. And as you said earlier, if you watch it a second time through, earlier plot points make a bit more sense. Mm. Um, ben Kingsley was actually quite good, which surprised me. Yeah. It's the second recent role I've seen him quite good in that and Prince of Persia. Yeah. He didn't have to camp it up for, for any reason. I think that's yeah. why he was quite good. He had it quite laid back. Max van Sydow as well. Yeah, he was good. I uh, I wasn't <clears throat> expecting him. I didn't see him on the cast list when I first uh, put the film in. I thought, oh, Ming. Uh, he's he's always uh, value for money. Good old Max. And uh, Rob, um, oh, what's his name? He's the new Incredible Hulk. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Anyway, uh, the guy playing the assistant, I thought initially that um, the assistant chap was... Just a figment of Leo's imagination, but um, it was his therapist. Yeah, spoiler. Sorry. Well, 
you know, it's been out for a while now. I don't think we need to worry too much about that. Well, Mark, no, Mark Ruffalo, that's his name. Technically, we do, because people may not have seen it. Might not well, yeah, but I mean, given the amount of time, you, you can only avoid spoilers for X amount of time, really. So The, the movie review show, spoiler of films. Yes, yeah, <laughs> spoilerific. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it's a nicely done film. Jackie Earl Haley as well. Yeah, he had a good cameo. As a, a little thing in there and there's lots of continuity errors but I think that ties it's in it's mostly the, deliberate yeah that's what I was going to say obviously it's, it's all to, to do, do with Leo DiCaprio being mental his mental state and all of that so from that side of it, I, I was watching it thinking oh there's a continuity error there's a continuity error there's another one um, but then with the, the theme of mental Ill- illness and all of that then it, it makes sense within the con- content of the uh, context of the film mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I wasn't keen on was the uh, the CG clearly obvious CG island uh, the, the fact that they composited like Ward A Ward B Ward C mm. and it all the, Ward C especially looked really out of place with the uh, the other setting well, they didn't really composited bother composited it afterwards I mean it's only a short shot anyway but I, I don't like it when it's really obvious that um that you know, uh, it's it's been CG'd in. Mm. They, there are ways of doing it where it doesn't look as obvious as that. Yeah, there were some bits where the green screen was a bit, yeah, bit obvious. The bit where um, he gets picked up by the warden. Yeah, um, that looked. That was oh, very obvious. Car. Yeah. Um, you're like, mm. and then the thing is, I take all the trouble to actually drive. To you know, or have some actual driving on the island it's like well is there any point to have a green screen for it no um, I, I think it just means they can control the uh, control the elements a bit more if it's green screened I suppose but yeah, it's, it's nice. a bit lazy yeah but at the same time I, I think they made a nice film and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah it was a good film mm. I, well, I, st- I still think of it as like the, the younger uh, less popular brother of Inception yeah uh, you see I don't think it is for me I just think it's a, a really good thriller. Yeah. It's it's completely different. Um, apart from the fact that it's all about you know dream, dreams, mental state, all of that. That's the only thing that really links the two films and Leonardo DiCaprio and mm. his moping over the dead woman. So <laughs> those are the, the links. But I mean, if you, if you try and compare the two too closely, I think that's the point where you you start causing problems for yourself. Yeah. yeah. But like one's a thriller and the other one's... Sci-fi. A sort of sci-fi, um, thoughtful sci-fi brain squeeze. That's Inception, not Shutter Island. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, another film I've seen recently is Edward, which we've discussed on the Tim Burton podcast very briefly, I think. Um, no, I don't think we touched on that one. We, I think we mentioned it, but we didn't really, really actually review the film. So, yeah. um, But again, I, I thought it was quite good. I... I wasn't for those of you who haven't seen it it's uh, a biopic of uh, edward wood jr who is the director of the worst film ever apparently plan nine from outer space and uh, how he went about making it it's more actually about the fact that he's a bad filmmaker who had this um quite caring uh friendship with bella lugosi who was on his last list yeah (laughs) And you know he was uh, like snubbed by Hollywood at that stage, and you know he, he couldn't really get any roles, even though he like hit, hit uberstardom as uh, as Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought it was quite uh, 
quite a touching story in that respect. Uh, Martin Landau was fantastic. Johnny Depp, not so much. Um, even though it was a few years ago, I could see elements of um, uh, Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. There's elements of Willy Wonka in there. Uh, there's also elements of maybe, I don't know, Captain Jack uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, uh, you can sort of see where some of his characters were coming from and yeah. the, the voice he put on. Admittedly, he did end up putting on a dress which sort of went to some way of uh, assuaging my uh, my problems with the, the accent and everything. So you're concentrating more on the fact that it's Johnny Depp in drag, yeah. which is quite amusing. Uh, I mean, not that transvesticism is amusing, but Johnny <laughs> Depp in drag <laughs> is. Um, but yeah... Uh, it's it's a good story and it's pretty much true to to real events. I mean, obviously, there's been a bit of creative license taken in some aspects, but obviously, that is uh, the whole purpose of that is for um, making the film entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and as you've pointed out, and as well, there are several bits and uh, where one thing I've never I've always found funny about Edward is that he used to be like you a one take wonder. Right. Uh, he he'd like. Do a shot. Say, yep, that's fine. Moving on. Even though it was clearly not very good. Clearly, clearly not very good. I mean, there's one scene in I think it's Bride of the Monster that they they referenced uh, where the uh, the Swedish wrestler uh, Tor something or other Tor Arbusland or whatever. Yeah. I've forgotten what his name is. But I haven't got time to look it up. Um, he wasn't he in Plan Nine as well. He was in Plan Nine as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he uh, walk had to walk through a door. Hmm. And walked into the door frame and carried on, and it's clearly that he didn't have any idea where he's going or whatever. He just walked into the door frame, and um, there's also a bit in Plan Nine where someone falls over and the set just falls apart. Yeah, and, and he left, left it, it in. Yeah, you didn't go again. And you see the the priests who were financing the film. Are like, you going to do that again? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just going to carry on. Uh, w- one th- other thing I did like was the appearance of Orson Welles as well because he, he sort of has a, a chat with Orson Welles in a bar at the end mm, yeah. uh, basically he keeps comparing himself to Orson Welles because he's producer, writer, director and so is Orson Welles yeah. and uh, they, they have this discussion Orson Welles basically tells him make the film you want to make because the studio didn't have any input on Citizen Kane and it was all they didn't touch uh, a frame of film and everything is exactly how I wanted it to be so it gives Edward the inspiration to go and do Plan 9 how he wants how he foresees the film, obviously without the um, the ability to make a, a bona fide classic that Orson Welles had. Mm-hmm. Uh, one important thing I did like about uh, that film or that Orson Welles sequence is that Orson Welles was, um, well, the guy playing Orson Welles was Vincent D'Onofrio, I think it was, mm-hmm. and he was overdubbed by Maurice LaMarche oh. of uh, Futurama and uh, other mm-hmm. animated. Uh, films, but once you're aware that he's done that that voice uh, for the, for Orson Welles, you can hear his voice. You can hear it's Morris Lamarche. So mm-hmm. um, it's also one of the two Burton films that he didn't work with Danny Elfman as well. Yeah, they had a, a bit of a lovers' tiff. A little bit, and he uh, didn't work. With it. it was Howard Shore instead. Also, uh, Martin Landau got an Oscar for his performance as Bella Lugosi. <laughs> Uh, and I think Rick Baker may have also got an Oscar for uh, the makeup. Ooh, so obviously it was all in black and white. Mm-hmm. And um, they had to make Martin Landau look like Bella Lugosi. Lugosi. Yeah. Martin Landau has a very prominent upper lip that they had to disguise. Mm. So um, it really, really worked. And uh, it's, it's 
worth worth a, uh, a viewing if you've never seen it. And mm. uh, yeah, it's very good. Um, also on my list, I'm nearly done. I've, it's been a busy week. I've, I've seen a lot of films this week. Um, G Force. Uh, which the Disney hamster it's a, film. It's a Disney film. Guinea pigs. <clears throat> Sorry. Although there is a hamster in it, voiced by Steve Buscemi. I, I get confused between hamsters and guinea pigs. <laughs> but uh, that will attest to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, <laughs> used my ha- I haven't used my hamster all week. <laughs> I haven't used my hamster all week. I've killed him a little bit. Yeah. Oh, um, no. But yeah, it's, it's about a group. Of, it's got <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Oh, of due date. Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, The Hangover. He plays a government um, cop. Who is in charge of uh, a, a group of genetically modified guinea pigs who oh go on commando God. missions and stuff? Of course. But uh, he did a really good performance, I think, given that he's acting with uh, with CG. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did he did a really good job. The voice acting, I thought, was pretty good. Bill Nye was um, the well, um, the Bill Nye. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. He's playing it full on English, <clears throat> but he's supposed to, he's down as the the villain, and he wasn't. Turns out he's not actually the villain, but. Um, he's um, full on English bad guy mode, but not really being a bad guy, sort of being. Mm-hmm. Oh hello, oh oh, I'm Bill Nye, <laughs> like that. Um, none of the snorting, but Aww. unfortunately, but wasn't any need for that. Nicholas Cage was virtually unrecognisable as a mole. <laughs> you couldn't tell it was him at all. It was only by looking at the credits that you think actually that's Nicholas Cage. What? what? How, what? It sounds nothing like him. <laughs> but they've, they've done a good job on his voice with that one. Um, there's also uh, Sam Rockwell as the, the lead guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penelope, I like Sam Rockwell. Penelope Cruz, I think, Ooh. is uh, another of the guinea pigs. And some random black man is the other guinea pig. <laughs> some token black. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, the pest. And it, it was... Um, uh, you've got Steve Buscemi as a of hamster. Well, what else? He's... He's always in a. He's in everything. Yeah, and there's also um, John Favreau is another overweight guinea pig. Oh right, which uh, was quite quite good, and um, Will Arnett as well. He is in it. Uh, rather tellingly, G Force gets five out of ten on IMDb. It's not the best film in the world. You're sort of expecting sort of like a, a classic Disney film that is aimed at adults and at kids, mm-hmm. and there isn't really enough. For either audience to get the right. see, there aren't enough gags for the adults. There's not enough sort of silly humour and stuff for the kids. Yeah, but it was in three D. Yeah, but it doesn't three D does not a, a good film make. Um, no, but they still do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it really wasn't that good. <laughs> the the three uh, D um, not three D the CG effects on the guinea pigs and the hamsters uh, were very good. Uh, sometimes, apart from the fact they were talking, occasionally they're indistinguishable from real animals. So that that was a plus point. But there isn't enough really to make you go and watch the film. Right. Not even the voice acting is. You know, there's nothing really significant that makes it stand out from any other generic kids film. And mm-hmm. of all the films, I've rented a lot of animated um, sort of. Um, Children, you know, films aimed at children, because uh, that's the sort of thing I'm into. I, I watch Disney films, you know, and I sort of watch films of a, a similar, similar style as well. Um, but this one just didn't really have anything for anyone, and it, it just meandered. Right. Didn't, yeah, it wasn't very good at all. Compared to Alice in Wonderland, which is the last film on my list for the week, that has just come out on Blu-ray. Looks fantastic. 
Um, although it does feel like um, it's been a while since I've, I, I saw it originally, but watching it back again, it was basically set piece, set piece, set piece, set piece. Here's some characters. Here's some characters. Here's some characters. Alice has gone home. Yeah. So I wasn't too keen on it from that side of it, but the voice acting was really good. Uh, the Cheshire Cat was Winnie the Pooh. Ah. Or the original Winnie the Pooh. Ah. Uh, and he also also the oh, voice of about he's the voice of Car yeah. in uh, Jungle Book. Really? Yeah. Mm. Same chap. Um, so it's it's a case of spot the uh, the Disney voice actor, you know, the original voice actor. Um, so what are you thinking about it? Yeah, I do recognise him. Though. And the um, the caterpillar was quite funny as well. Who are you? Hardly. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's, sort of that's paled in comparison one. to Mr. Rickman, but uh, a lot of things do. Um, but yeah, it looks really nice. Um, the the whole thing with the the Red Queen that was over in about three seconds as well. Off with their heads. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a good Disney film. It's not part of the. Um, it caught me out because Bambi only came out like last month. And then within a month they released Alice in Wonderland as well. I was like, mm. oh, oh, okay. Having just released Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was uh, October, I think. October, was it? November, yeah, before uh, Christmas. So shows how much I pay attention. Yeah, Bambi was the um, was the more the recent one. one. Yeah, yeah, that came out recently. Talking to which, I do need to buy Fantasia before they stop selling it. So <laughs> yeah, because uh, I know what Disney like. Um, but yeah, Alice in Wonderland. If you're into your Disney films, give it a go. Yeah. So your turn. I've talked enough. Yeah, well, the only thing I've seen then was Paul. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, new Simon, the new Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I've heard, I've heard middling reviews. I think the Don't trailers... I'm, I'm just going to have a drink. Yeah. So the trailers make it look mm, not yeah. very good. Uh, so I wasn't really expecting it to be anything other than just bland, generic comedy. But generic comedy that isn't that funny. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it actually works on a lot more levels than it probably has any right to. Um, I've heard the CG is very good. Yeah, the alien, Paul obviously is um, he's not a real alien. He's no, a pretend. Seth Rogen. Yes. Uh, that's <laughs> in a blue suit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the CG on the on Paul is really good himself. And then obviously you've got. Um, the real life locations as well yeah <clears throat> which is good as well adds to authenticity yeah there's a lot of movie references there's an awful lot of star wars references well, you'd expect that i mean they did that in spaced mm -hmm. so it's uh it's not unexpected for that to, to no. happen i'm just uh seeing a look you know it's it's not going to win any best comedy award best film of the year awards but for a for a a Simon Pegg film, you, you could do a lot worse, I yeah. suppose. And it's directed by uh, Greg Matola, who also did Superbad and Adventureland, both of which I quite enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just seeing what else he's done. He's only done ten films, including this one. And he hasn't even done ten films. He's done uh, some TV episodes as well. Uh, well, I've seen his three big films, Superbad, Adventureland and Paul. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen Paul, though. Uh, well, I haven't seen Paul, but I, I plan to. <laughs> Superbad and Adventureland I, I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Superbad is, is very good, if a bit long. Um, but hey-ho. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, um, the comedy is quite amusing, as it should be. Yeah. Um, there's a nice bit towards There's a nice cameo by Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I've Ooh. heard about that. Is it is it worth the, uh, the entrance fee? Yeah, I, I would have thought so. I didn't know, because I'm obviously a bit simple at times, 
Uh, I didn't realise it was her until she turned up on the screen and you were like, oh, of course it was. Fucking hell. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. Um, Still looking very good for her age, I presume. Yeah. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> very Never dismissive. Yeah. Helen Mirren looks good for yeah, her age. Yeah, you, you, Sigourney Weaver's you, you wouldn't looking say her no age. To, uh, to Helen Mirren. So yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a good film. It's a a not beat comedy. So yeah. there's no real downers in it. There's one bit that's uh, uh, to do with death. They do with death, um, but it's it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I will give it a go. I'll give it a go. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to go to the cinema to see films for a bit I mean it's like oh I'll go and see it and then having the time to actually do it it's, it's two different things but yeah. uh, hopefully some more of that as the summer season kicks on because there's so much coming out yeah this year's this mental busy year I want to go and see that I am number four wait for you would yeah it's not, it's <laughs> not, supposed it's to not meant to be very good oh okay <laughs> maybe not then case in point I won't bother then um, someone's got to like the shit films yeah preferably not us no it tends to be so on, on a related note Battle uh, Battle Los Angeles is apparently awful oh dear so uh, that's just come out this week uh, uh, from what I gather it's uh, an advertisement for the marines yeah apparently it's not even very good at doing that oh so um, oh dear. yeah I'd, I'd steer clear of that one if, if I were you uh, what else have you seen this week no. Mentioned Dark City. Oh, Dark City. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I haven't seen it this week. But I've seen it recently. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks. Since yeah. the last uh, last episode, I got it on the 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 Blu-ray. It's uh, very nice on Blu-ray. Isn't it, it is. It's uh, there's no noise on the black. I mean, it's a very dark film anyway. I mean, you sort of expect some sort of uh, splotches on on the darkness, but mm. it's not not the band. The uh, <laughs> the darkness in the film. Yeah. But it's. I think the the quality of it is fantastic yeah they've done a really good job on the transfer One Jennifer Connelly is stunning and I would like to marry her she'd <laughs> probably say no she probably would but I don't care I think she's already married I so. don't care <laughs> you're going to try it anyway oh well even though she's 40 now she's a coog a okay. coog coog as a cougar um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect from Dark City. I was thinking it would be more like. Is this um, the first time you've watched it? Yeah, it's um, Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien was brilliant genius, in it. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect um, because I thought it would be like a, a neo noir sort of thriller thing. Yeah, I, which, I, which it sort of is. It sort of goes up on one a little bit. Though, yeah, but it? I didn't. But then I was like, "What the hell's going on with these weird people?" Yeah, and then it makes sense when you get towards the end of it. Oh, right. There yeah. is um. Can't remember from the the Blu-ray, but I'm sure there's the uh, director's cut and then yeah, there's the theatrical watch, cut. I watched the director's the cut. The theatrical cut does a Blade Runner and has a completely unnecessary uh, narration. Oh right, okay. Well, um, I'm quite glad I watched the director's cut. It basically cut, just explains the backstory for you and doesn't let you make your own mind up and right. rubbish. But luckily for Alex Proyas, who directed, he actually got to do the director's cut, which is a much better edition of the film. It loses the opening narration. Uh, Keith Sutherland, I thought. Yeah, was he good. was really good. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think he's quite good in everything, to be honest. Yeah, just in twenty four, he's just ramped up to twelve, not eleven. <laughs> he's on twelve, <laughs> which is half of twenty four. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, as I said, I didn't know what to really expect of it. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting it to be about aliens. No, no, it's 
throws one off. Throws a curveball at it you. It does throw a curveball at you. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with it. Um, and It's good, thoughtful sci-fi as well. This is the same guy he later went on and did iRobot. Go figure. <laughs> Completely different ends of the sci-fi spectrum. Yeah. But uh, he didn't have Will Smith. No, so. no. No, he had a much better cast. <laughs> yeah. Will so, Smith is good. But, but these were better. But he's not Richard O'Brien. No. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, very... He, yeah, go on. It, the ending was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, I think, maybe... It le- lent towards a sequel, but not uh, necessarily. Yeah, I'm quite glad that they, they didn't do it, because the, the actual end of the film was quite... Apt. Quite, quite nice, yeah. Um, yeah. There may be a dog barking in the background on the mic, I can't tell, but... She, she's deaf, she barks at nothing. There's literally nobody there. You hear that, Liz? Nobody there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> leave, leave a plane crash bandicoot. Yeah, I'm on. fine. Crash nitro car, yeah. Um, and. Hello? Films you've seen this week? Um, in the last couple of weeks? Bambi on Blu ray. Yeah. It's. Uh, I wasn't entirely sure what the transfer was going to look like because the DVD transfer wasn't bad. Have you seen any of the, the previous Disney Blu-rays? No, which is why I was pleasantly yeah. surprised with this they're, one. They're really good, aren't this they? Is, this is the first uh, Disney release, classic Disney release I've seen on uh, Blu-ray. I was, oh, 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 hello. It was, it was, it was surprisingly good. Uh, Snow White, Sleeping uh, Beauty, uh, Beauty and the Beast. I need to get they, that. They all look phenomenal on Blu-ray. Mm, it it's, was... It was, it was. I don't know. I was. I was. I was pleasantly shocked with. It. I mean, I. I got, the. Uh, the double pack. <clears throat> yeah. So I had Bambi two in it. So as I, well. I have no interest in Bambi two. So. It wasn't all that. No. I, mean, I enjoyed I'll... it for a for a Disney sequel. I'm. It's... I'm collecting the. Um, the double play regular editions. So I've got the DVD and the Blu-ray of the the actual Disney uh, film. There's only. But... There's only two Disney sequels that have ever really entertained me. That was Lion King two and. Um, Bambi two. Yeah. And it it was that that looked quite good on Blu-ray as well because I've got the DVD of that and admittedly Bambi is the more superior film of the two but although uh, I didn't realise it was as short as it was yeah it's a really short film isn't it yeah it was only done in the forties well yeah but yeah you know I was sort of expecting at least eighty ninety minutes yeah it's only like just seventy minutes yeah it's not a very long film at all but uh, although the second one did have Patrick Stewart (laughs) as as the king. It, they, and it was it was it was quite amusing. It worked voice cast wise, but hearing him go woohoo was uh, he does that anyway. Quite amusing. Well, like, oh. I mean, it, 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 given a chance, he'd probably do that on American Dad. Probably. Yeah, because Patrick Stewart is that sort of man. Yeah, so he'll do anything for a paycheck these days. Not, not really. Not so much that. He'll he'll do stuff that he, he enjoys. Yeah, I suppose. He's um he doesn't he's not John Cleese. No, this is true. <laughs> I mean, case in point, um, Patrick Stewart. I mean, this is nothing to do with what we we're talking about, really. Yeah. But Patrick Stewart, he's actually uh, president of um, I think it's the University of Huddersfield or something like that, and he's actually the the dean. Oh right. Of of that university, and he mm. sort of gets involved in the day to day running of that. So. He's not exactly doing stuff like that for the money. Mm. He doesn't need to do it for the money anymore. I mean, he's, he's doing a run at the um, in Stratford doing um, 
oh, I can't remember what play he's doing doing Shakespeare in Stratford. So if he if he's really doing something for the money, he wouldn't be doing uh, Shakespeare. Yes, yeah, is true. Yeah, I suppose yeah, thespian. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm, actually, I'm actually planning to go and see him do uh, do Shakespeare in Stratford. Yeah, I want to go. I, I'll pay good good do, money. I do want to see him do some of his thespian yeah. stuff. But um, no, it, it was a very good, uh, a very 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 good transfer onto uh, to Blu-ray, and uh, it it I was quite shocked. Like I say, I wasn't expecting it to look as good. I was expecting it to look good, but not that good. Yeah, because it. It being such an old film, I'm like, no, I don't know. But it just goes to show, I mean, the fact Disney only release their films like every seven years or something, mm. it also goes to show that they do look after their film stock. Mm. And, th- you know, there is the ability to do a really nice, clean transfer to high yeah. def they'll, they'll as look, and when they need it. They'll look after their old films, but when it comes to making knock up sequels of them, apart from the two I've mentioned, they usually just go, fuck it, there you go. Yeah. Half assed job release that yeah it was very good I was most impressed even the second one looked quite nice in blue Mr. Todd next up soundtrack oh shit all Um, you all yours Ant because I've not really listened to the soundtrack Uh, Gladiator is that the one yes it is yes Um, I was having a listen to it again at work and uh, it's done by uh, Mr. Hand, although it is credited to uh, Lisa Gerrard as well. Right. Um, but I'll get to that in a minute. It's done by uh, <clears throat> Hans Zimmer, and uh, it's I coming from a, a being a composer myself. Arranging is possibly one of the more hardest, <laughs> ha- hard harder parts of of writing something, and it's yeah. all well and good writing a thing but if you don't give the right instruments to play certain bits then it's going to sound awful and I think he's nailed it on the head right. with this one quite nicely it's some of the arrangements it's one of his more complex arrangements yeah. I'd say I, I um, remember when the soundtrack well when the film came out I thought the soundtrack suited the, the mood of the film mm. Um, but I wouldn't have gone out of my way to have it separate to the film. I I did. It is. Um, it's it's no wonder it won an Oscar. It is. Yeah. Very very well put together, and I mean the. Um, I'll go to say this. The the some of the arrangements are. There is no other term for them. Some of the arrangements are beautiful. Yeah. There is no other word for them. Is like the only thing, the only bugbear I have for making stops it from making it being the the best Hans Zimmer soundtrack is yep. the fact that he ripped off um uh, uh yes um the fact that he ripped off Gustav Holst's Mars right quite obviously in uh, I think it's Battle and uh, it comes in again later on <clears throat> uh, I can't remember where which track it's in now but uh, apparently the the Holst Foundation sued him for it, ah. and I have no idea who won the uh, the appeal because it's never been made public. Although I'd be quite interested, I'd imagine Zimmer probably lost it. But, yeah, uh, he's well, obviously he's still allowed to release it for some reason. It depends but, uh, how close it was to it. It was very. They close. might have settled out of court. It was very, very, <laughs> very close. <laughs> it's like even if you only knew little bits of of Mars, you'd be able to recognise that yeah. it was practically the same thing. Um, and then, of course, there's Lisa Gerrard on it as well, who has an incredible voice. Um, 
and the reason she's credited for it is because uh, the song at the end of the film, Now We Are Free, yeah, uh, which is one of the best pieces of music I've ever heard, um, is the lyrics she's singing weren't written by Zimmer or, or anyone. She made them up as she was going along. Right. It's her own little made-up language that apparently she used to use when she was little, when she was uh, praying to talk to God. Okay. Apparently, and uh, she, uh, she used Won't that. Won't get you anywhere. No, I know, yeah. She was a bit of a waste of time. At least you've got your own language. But uh, she used it in the uh, the soundtrack, and Zimmer pretty much just told the person who was recording her, saying, if you screw this up, we will not get another take of this. So yeah. record everything she does. and go. I think it's ev- literally anything she does on the soundtrack is any lyrics that she sings are made up right. of her own little language, which is why she was given writing credits for it, because he said he felt wrong doing wrong, it. Wrong, wrong not to. Yes, but it is... Like I said, coming from a composer's point of view, the arrangements are incredible. It's just I, it, the choir's in there, but not as as predominantly as some of his other uh, pieces. Yeah. But it's the way he harnesses the orchestra to really, like you say, suit the mood of the film. Yeah. And it really does work. It's like something like the might of Rome. Just you can imagine Rome when you hear it. Mm. It's just in, it just perfectly complements the film sort of reminds me I need to watch that film again because I've not seen it in years yeah I need to get it on Blu-ray I reckon but it's yeah. uh, available they, at HMV in the two for £20 oh offer. you should not have told me that <laughs> at <laughs> least not this is week is it the extended version uh, oh. with, the, with the director with the theatrical version as well I nice. hate I hate you and your shop sometimes <laughs> I, I haven't had any need to go wallet. in there for quite some time I, I try to avoid it now I've got well, mo- most of my films this is why retail's dying, I think. It's because most of the films I, I get, I rent. Because I, I, I literally have no more space. I've run out of space. I only buy stuff that I actually will watch again. Or Disney films. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it is uh, it is a very good soundtrack. And I would yep. very, very much like to get hold of the, the special uber-duber-duber-duber special edition of it. Because it has unreleased stuff and hands him as very early demos. Right of the pieces on there as well, which I'd be interested to hear because apparently when he does his demos, he has his own special program they had put together for him to uh, demo on them. So I'd I'd like to locate it, but like I said, the only thing stopping it from being the greatest soundtrack ever is the fact that he ripped off Holst very obviously. But and there's very early signs of Pirates of the Caribbean in there as well. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. Though so he has ripped himself off quite a bit well, in I later think years. Most. But. A, a lot of composers do that anyway, because I mean, it's like um, uh, the, the chap who did the Uncharted soundtracks. Yes. Um, he did exactly the same stuff in Firefly. Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, it's like literally, like, <coughs> you hear it and you go, Pipes the Caribbean, straight well, away. I hear, the, I hear the music it, in Uncharted, I think, Firefly, and it, vice versa. Yeah, I suppose. They're it, exactly it, the same, even the, the same sort of. Yeah, Things. I suppose it just—it just sounds too much like it. So later years, he went, "Oh, what shall I do? I'll just take something off Gladiator." But apart <laughs> from that, it... are you a Gladiator? <laughs> no, but, no, wrong one. That one. Yeah, right. wrong, wrong, Sorry. wrong, wrong franchise altogether. Yeah. But apart from that, it, like I said, it's <clears throat> incredible. And anyone who's a soundtrack buff like me uh, wants to hear something brilliantly orchestrated, then. Gladiator is your piece. It's very good. That's what I prefer! The English state is what I prefer! Okay, next up, 
Rant. It's you again. This Sorry. is you again. <laughs> Ant um, Rant. World Trade Centre. I'm just going to make you talk and then we'll, we'll, me and Rich will come in for the last two. Yeah, I'll shut up for the last <laughs> two. I will not say a word. Um, well, you haven't seen uh, Conan the Barbarian. Oh, spoilers. No. Oh. <clears throat> no, sorry. I, you, you two can take the limelight for that one. Um, Rant Trade away. Center Rant away. And how blatantly obvious they've done it just to make money off of the people's misfortune. Okay. It was shit. Beyond um, do you want to explain how they did it to well, cash in? It's, it's, I've never seen it. I've no intention of seeing it, to be honest. But um, I watched it out of pure interest, and I really wish I hadn't. I watched um, United 93 out of the same pure interest, and that was a much better... That was very good. Very I, I did thoroughly enjoy that one, but this was... It's based around um, some firemen who go in uh, to one of the... Is this towers. the one with Nicolas Cage? Yes. Oh, uh, uh, oh that says it all. Yeah. Um, and He the, can't do drama. No, not very well <laughs> at all. The one tower, he has a porn star moustache in it as well, which is really off-putting. Is it Whacking Phoenix in it as well? Uh, possibly, I can't remember. Well, the fact that Nicolas Cage is in it should be off-putting in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's basically, they, they the one tower goes down and they go in to help uh, people in the other tower evacuate and then they're trapped under the rubble of the other is tower. Is it flag-waving? Is that what it... Uh, pretty much, yeah. America. Um, and uh, they they eventually get rescued towards the end of the film. Yeah. But it was just so... Based on real events. So poorly done. I mean, like, to begin with, half the film at the beginning was what I like to call uh, emo slow-mo. Well, there's a particular term for it. Where, like, everything slows down, but the music becomes really predominant, or the sound disappears, or whatever. Right. And they used that to the point where it was like, you might as well just have the rest of the film like this now. Yeah. And it was just, it just got to the point where it was really, 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 really annoying. And at one point, one of them passes out, and this was the point where I nearly turned the film off and sees Jesus, and then comes back again. It's like, now you've taken it too far. You really have. It just, they've taken the legacy of those firemen and shat on it. Utterly well, maybe, shattered it to make I think money. It, it may be the fact that it's based on their, their actual testimonies about what happened and one of them th- uh, in all of that thought he saw Jesus. But it was just so poorly done though. They could have done it far better the way they did it and it was just... it just it, The way they did it, like it just felt like they were shitting on other people's misfortune right. really badly. And I was like, oh, World Trade Center. Oh, that was, uh, that was a big disaster. Oh... Titanic did well. Let's see if we can do the same. No, no, no. The only clever thing about it was they never showed the planes hitting yeah. the towers. They showed the shadow of one of the planes going over well, the street. That would be a bit. That would be strong. That would really be the point where I would have turned the film off and gone, "This, this is just disgusting." But it was like, and they never showed the one tower going down. When the firemen were inside, you just saw rubble coming towards them quite quickly. Yeah. Which, yeah, all right, you know. That was a nice little addition, but wasn't enough to save the film by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, your favourite's in it, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh. She's not my favourite. Relation I, to I, Jack Gyllenhaal, by any chance? I think so, yeah. She's yeah. a sister. She's the one in Dark Knight. She's uh, the replacement for Casey Holmes. Oh. The, uh, That's why I said your favourite, yeah. She yeah. Weird boobies. Yeah, you've showed me. Yeah, she does have very strange titties. We've both seen them, and they're not nice. <coughs> <laughs> neither's her face either but there you go she's just generally out of proportion that woman 
Um, but no, it was just... Oh, I don't know. There are no words to describe how much it felt like they were just taking other people's legacies and really, really wiping their asses with them with five pound notes. The world really saw evil that day. Two men saw something else. They, they saw probably Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the horror. Or Jesus, for that matter. It's just... I can't Praise remember. the Lord. I can't remember if all of them got out alive or not. I think one of them died. I can't remember. Probably Nicolas <laughs> that, Cage. Did the film had that much of an impact on you? Yeah, I, I've only ever seen it once, like four years ago, and I never intended to ever watch it again. And it was just, uh, I'm sure all of them didn't get out alive. And it's like, really, you're going to show that? Yep, yeah, you have. Oh, not this one. You've, you've gone. I think that might have been the one who saw Jesus. So how can he have testified when he is deceased? I don't know, maybe they put it in for poetic licence. Oh, most bloody likely. And they just... Oh, it was just shitting on it, It really. It was like watching Titanic, but worse. It was like... The, whereas Titanic, I can watch the last hour and a half and go, yeah, right, that's right. But this film, just... The first historical bit was at the beginning, and it was just shit. Really badly just shitting on people's sorrow. And it was really bad. And generally, it was a very dull film as well. Right. So, well, I've got no... no interest whatsoever in seeing it no united 93 had enough to keep me going but i don't really need to no that concern was myself with it that was good i enjoyed that that was very well executed and very it was put together with with the people in mind whereas this film it just felt like it was put together with money in mind not the people who'd actually suffered all this it was just yep. yeah okay we can make lots and lots of money off this because people will come and see this because it was a massive disaster and that was it. It was just it felt like they were just using a disaster to make money instead of actually document it. Uh, yeah. Which is one thing I will give shit films like Pearl Harbor and Titanic. They actually tried to do it, but they didn't. They failed. There you go. Hey Don't hey. watch it unless you really are fascinated by something that silly, or you like Nicolas Cage with a porn star moustache. Which that's about it. That's all the appeal you'll get out of it. Right, next up, films we don't want to see. Uh, this is one that hasn't even been released yet. Uh, basically, it is the new Conan the Barbarian film, starring Jason Momoa. Never who, heard of him. Uh, he was in uh, Stargate Atlantis. Never watched it. Um, he, had, <laughs> he had more hair in that one. Right. Uh, but uh, it's apparently it's supposed to tie in more with the original novels and comics and everything be a bit grittier and less fantastical than uh, than the Arnie films uh, back in the 80s but yeah I'm, I'm not bothered no I didn't I didn't think much of Conan the first the first Conan to be perfectly lots honest lots of phallic imagery phallic imagery some, some James chap, L. Jones some, some chap throwing blood over himself yeah uh, that was about it um, Arnie punching animals oh yeah Arnie punches a camel <laughs> Uh, which then collapses, probably died. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a camel killer. <laughs> <laughs> there, you've said it. That is fact. Um, now, I mean, <clears throat> basically they're rebooting the uh, the Conan series, uh, making it grittier, more edgy. Um, We're going to pander to the teen market, essentially. Possibly. I mean, um, in fairness, Ron Perlman's in it. 
I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> he apparently plays Conan's father, so he's he's going to be dead pretty quickly. Yep. Not in real life. I mean, in the film. And if he has passed away recently, we're very sorry. Yeah. Or indeed <laughs> in the future, when he passes away in the future, we 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 mourn your loss. Yeah. Um. Apparently, uh, Ron Perlman voiced Conan himself in Conan and Conan Red Nails. Ooh. Two videos. Uh, who else is in it? Rose McGowan. She's hot. Um, Ra- Rachel Nichols. Never heard of her. What's she been in? So look. Star Trek as actress. Oh, she's G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Oh, dear. As actress. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's her role in the film as opposed to the character. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. She played uh, Scarlett O'Hara, Shana Scarlett O'Hara in G.I. Joe. And she played someone who, Gala. I think she may have been well, she the, the, uh, the green could, chick. More than likely could have been the green one. Uh, who else is in it? Stephen Lang, who looks like... He's yeah, in Avatar. He's the he? bad guy from Avatar who just kept breathing in and holding his breath. Yeah. Over and over again. And apparently he's going to be back for the sequel. Uh no. But wasn't he shot in the chest with like three arrows? Death doesn't mean the end on Pandora. No, this is true. Sigourney Weaver will return <laughs> as a blue Him person. die another day. <laughs> as Sigourney Weaver playing <laughs> Grace Jones. <laughs> playing Ripley from Alien. Oh. Yeah, um... Yeah, essentially they're just rebooting the Conan films. They've got rid of Arnie. They've replaced him with Jason Momoa, whose biggest credit so far has been Stargate Atlantis. He's got the um, the size and the physique to pull it off. Um, yeah, there he is. Looking all muscly and all evil. You see, to me, that doesn't look like Conan. But then... That looks like a... Oh, um, sorry. Did I just see that it was in that awful of formats? It's in 3D. Yeah, yeah. Another reason not to go and see it. Um, it's out in uh, August this year. Uh, the tale of Conan the Sumerian and his adventures across the continent of Hyboria on a quest to adv- avenge the murder of his father and the slaughter of his village. So, same as the first film. Yeah. But um, it's Hollywood, isn't it? It's been 30 odd years since the first one. So, uh, why not? Please don't. Yeah, uh, 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 that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Ant, what do you think? Does it does it tug at your uh, must-see strings? I've never seen the first one, so I don't know. Well, I'd probably I, be quite... You don't have to have seen the first one. It's not obligatory. I a lot know. of people won't have seen the first one. I'll see what the trailer looks like. If it looks alright from that, I might go and watch that and just yeah. not bother with the first original. They've done a one-minute teaser trailer that's apparently very fiery. That's just come out, but yeah. I've, I've not... Seen it. Mind you, it was like the Clash of the Titans remake. I wasn't really particularly bothered about that, but I still watched it anyway. And it wasn't too bad. So, I don't know. I might give this one a go. See what happens! Mm. You never know. I, I don't think it's going to be that <coughs> brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't care. I really don't care. I'm not going to play the trailer now, but I found the trailer. I thought you were going to watch it live on podcast. No. No. <laughs> it won't benefit them at home. It's not going to happen. Not no. going to happen. What the f***? Right, finally, we're going to wrap up with WTF. And this is tying him to the, the new Conan film. And it's uh, when Arnie punches the camel. 
And having seen the clips on the YouTube, we forget that he also punches horses. Yeah, I forgot about that. He is a, hun- the, the, a, a he's not a horse whisperer. He's a horse puncher. A horse abuser. Yeah, wallops the, the key thing for me as well uh, is in Conan the Destroyer, he meets the camel from the first film. Doesn't the camel spit on him? He apologises to the camel. The camel subsequently spits on him and he knocks it out again. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, okay, fair enough. He punches out a camel. That's fine. I don't really have a massive issue with that. The fact that he has to go up to a camel and apologise to it for what happened in the first film. With his obligatory sidekick who has yeah. suddenly appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. I, no. Just no. It doesn't make any sense. No. No, you're bad. No, you you apologise to the camel. It's you think he actually punched it. You watch it. He physically <laughs> he makes contact with the yeah. camel's head. Yeah, he does. I reckon he probably killed it. It probably had to be sent to the knacker's yard <laughs> shortly afterwards. Made into glue. But I, mean, I I don't see why they had to write that in. I mean, I know Conan the Destroyer was a bit more ridiculous than the first film, if that's at all possible. Mm. But I I. No, no, mm. no, <laughs> no, Arnie! Don't apologise to a camel. This is the same man who goes to to women from Brazil and goes biting good, amour, love. No, it just doesn't fit with Arnie's personality. He needs to be molesting women and punching camels <laughs> and telling people he'll be back. Yeah. And that, that's that's Arnie's modus operandi. Not not <laughs> not to subsequently apologise for that. I mean he's been a politician for eight years. He's got enough to apologise for without having to go up to go up to a camel and apologise for punching it. It wasn't even the same camel. I wonder if they'll have any camel punching in the new one. Probably not. Aww. No, it's going to be gritty, bloody, realistic. So it'll, it'll chop a camel's be... head off then? No, it'll be a 12, eh? <laughs> <laughs> ready, ready T for team. Oh, Rob Schneider is Conan. Uh, Rob Schneider is a stapler. Dicky, 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 which is probably what the new film's going to be like. I I have no hopes for the new film. I have no... I mean, whilst I do own the original Conan films, I don't have a pressing desire to go back and watch them again. And I want to see James Earl Jones turn into a snake. Yeah. The first film, maybe. Not so much the second one, because the second one went into proper fantasy mode. That was crazy. Grace yeah. Jones is a monkey. Yeah. I mean, what, she was in that as well? Yeah. Oh, dear. And then Man, subsequent, woman. subsequently in uh, The Air After in View to a Kill. Which she looked even more like a man. Yeah. Stroke monkey. Yeah. I've only May ever day. Seen, I've only ever seen the end of that film when they're in the mines and she just looks like... Death. A, a man, monkey. A man monkey. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I want to clarify this. I said that Grace Jones looks like a monkey at work and I was accused of being a racist for saying uh, that black people are akin to monkeys. No, that's saying Grace Jones. Yeah, I said to her, I said to my friend, I said... Grace Jones is a monkey. In what sentence did I say black people are monkeys? And that's political correctness gone no. mad. It's like there's a news reporter that used to be on. I can't remember which one, oh. but she looked like she looked like one of the Planet of the Apes. But she was black. I was just saying she looked like. Are you talking about Moira Stewart? Possibly, yes. Mm. I was just saying like, she looked like something from Planet of the Apes. That's like saying Gordon Ramsay's face looks like a scrotum. 
No, that's just unfair. Yeah, there. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what to reply I'm, to that. I'm, I'm not saying that all white men <laughs> look like scrotums. Have faces that look like scrotums, but Gordon Ramsay's Gordon Ramsay does. Yes, it does look like a like a ball sack. Yes. Yeah. Or someone's elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Particularly mine. Mine are all dry and horrible. Mine, mine, I can't see mine properly. This this is really good, isn't it? We're all comparing elbows. Yeah. <laughs> I can't quite see my elbow. Yeah, it's um, my, my leftover testicle skin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's a better term? If you lose your sack in an accident, you got yeah, you made a replacement off your elbow and, and replace it. Yeah. We've Repl- replaced your uh, testicles with uh, skin from your elbow. Oh, thank God. Yeah, what have you done with no... my elbow skin? We've replaced it with skin from your chest. <laughs> what have you done with that? I'll just grow back. Yes. Uh, no. We've replaced the skin on your elbow with someone else's scrotum. Hmm. A dead man. Dead oh. man. Uh, oh, yeah. I... Oh, we've gone completely off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid things like that in films where... Scrotums? You... No. <laughs> There's lots of them in films. Um, stupid things that are beyond what have already been uh, presented in the film where you specifically go out of your way in the final cut of the film to have Arnie apologise to a camel from an earlier film in the series Maybe it was is the, a step too far maybe it was the animal rights thing said that's wrong and so they put that in to perhaps redeem him but punching good right <laughs> Biting, good, but more love. Does he? Is he actually say that? I'm, Not in the no, film. I've never known where that <clears throat> comes. He's, came he's from. done it in a. We'll have to find the YouTube video. For oh, it, okay. but he, he does that. I need to be educated in more Arnie films. I've only seen a handful. It's not an Arnie film. I I, I, I don't um, know. I'm drifted. Yes, I may have gone on for a little. Yes. bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's let let's draw this to a close. Yes. So uh, I think that rounds up the the episode altogether as well. I think. Yes. So, um, if you have any questions for us, you'd like to suggest features for us or something, because we're really desperate for ideas. <laughs> and, and we're not very imaginative no. here at um, uh, Movie Review. Send an email to us at uh, to info at randomstoke.com. Uh, also go to randomstoke.com for all of our other projects, videos, podcasts, and what have you. So, uh, thank you for listening, if you have been, and we will see you next time. Goodbye for now. <laughs> <laughs>